Double gold medals in one week. <laughs> I spoke for sure with the, with the senior athletes and the coaches. They, they always say to me that uh, I'm still young, I still have more to achieve. Welcome to Flame Bears, the women athletes carrying Tokyo's torch. I'm your host, Jamie. In this episode, Heidi Morsi of the Egyptian Modern Pentathlon team discusses trailblazing as a young female athlete and aspiring sports journalist. We'll begin by exploring how Heidi got into modern pentathlon, learn how her family has supported her, and meet the mentor who helped pave the way for Heidi's second career as a future sports journalist. My name is Heidi Morsi, Egyptian pentathlon athlete. So I'm playing modern pentathlon, which is five different sports. And on the other side, I'm with the fencing national team as well. Now I'm trying to um, qualify with them to Tokyo so I can be the first Egyptian female athlete to, to compete in the Olympics in two different sports. You heard that right. So even though Heidi is already qualified in modern pentathlon, This isn't enough of a challenge for her, so she's currently working on qualifying in fencing as well. Fun fact about Heidi, in 2019, when she won the Pentathlon African Championship, she became the first athlete worldwide to qualify for Tokyo. The African qualification was the first competition in the season, especially after a tough year, which is 2018. This was my my bad year ever. So to qualify for like the first athlete in Egypt, the first athlete worldwide to Tokyo 2020, such an amazing start for me. Now, I'd heard of pentathlon before, but honestly couldn't tell you more than it's a multidiscipline Olympic sport. I asked Heidi how she reacts when people ask her about her sport. In the beginning, when someone asked me, what is modern pentathlon? I said five different disciplines. They said, oh yeah, I know it. It's uh, track and field, blah, 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 but it's not right. But now, I, without even thinking, I say swimming. <laughs> because I started with swimming and I have no time and no <laughs> to start telling them that five different sports, blah, 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 blah. Let me fill in the blahs for you. Modern pentathlon is swimming, shooting, fencing, equestrian, and cross-country running. Modern pentathlon was introduced at the Stockholm Games in 1912 and is the only sport specifically created for the Olympic Games. Competitors score points in the fencing ranking round, swimming, the fencing bonus round, and riding, and their cumulative score totals determine their starting positions for the final combined event of shooting and running. The first person to cross the line at the end of this final event wins the gold medal. Despite only being 22 years old, Tokyo isn't her first Olympics. Heidi competed in Rio in 2016, and she says her experience competing with older competitors has made her a stronger athlete. She started competing in the senior age group at 16. I started to compete with the seniors, and the youngest one in the senior is like 24, 25, something like this. But I, I took experience when I was very young that is helping me nowadays. Yeah, I'm 22 years now. Yeah, I can say that I have to be. But when I was even 
14 or 15, yeah, I can say that uh, I travel alone. Uh, I went through uh, different experience alone. I started to explore different things alone. Heidi has been traveling alone internationally to attend competitions since she was nine years old. She says these experiences have helped her become the independent person she is today. I have been playing pentathlon for more 11 years now. I can say that uh, sports really create part of my character because I used to travel when I was very young. I traveled a lot alone without even my coach. So I can say that I, I knew how to take responsibility at a very young age. This is what made me who I am now. Given that Heidi started pentathlon so young, it's clear her parents played a key role in that decision. Even to this day, she looks to her parents for strength. She specifically finds them in the crowd whenever she needs that little extra motivation to keep pushing. Yeah, help me remember that it's not impossible to the finish line. Help me remember that I had been working for this for a very long time and it's not okay to quit now. So... Whatever I do for for my career and everything, I always like remember everything I do with my parents. As I speak with Heidi, I notice the wall of photos pinned to the wall behind her. When I ask which ones are her favorites, she pulls two down. So, okay, can you see the photo? Okay. This was with my father in 2015. Uh, this is the African Championship after qualifying. Uh, this is in, the middle of- in this photo, Heidi and her dad are standing in the middle of a horse paddock, facing the camera. Her dad has his arm around her shoulders and is smiling ear to ear. You can see how proud he is. Heidi holds up another photo. So the second one with my mom. This was in the the African Championship, but 2019. In this one, Heidi's back is facing the camera and she's giving her mom the biggest hug I've ever seen. Heidi's just spent months recovering from an injury and they're celebrating at the completion of her race. I asked what kind of role her parents played in her life. So before entering the national team, they really believed in me. I was very young. I wasn't very strong in the beginning. But they always support me and they knew that I can I can do it because they know how stubborn I am if I want to do something. <laughs> they started the career with me from the very beginning. Heidi's brother Ahmed is another one of her biggest supporters. And like all siblings, they've had their disagreements. He's always supporting me, but we're, we're like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> we're always like fighting like this. After hearing this, I definitely had to sit down with her brother. My name is uh, Ahmed. I'm Heidi's brother. As a big brother, of course Ahmed had to share something embarrassing about his little sister. He mentioned that for Heidi's entire life, she always cried before her races start. Yeah, it's a little bit funny story. Heidi, when she was a kid, she's still talented about running. When we go to the competition at the beginning or on the start line of the running, you will see a kid who is always crying and always complaining and don't want to start the race. So the audience and everyone watching the race, he will think that this kid 
will lose the the race or will not complete or maybe even will not start the race. But when the uh, the race starts, Heidi began to run and make a very good distance and win the race. It was very shocking for everyone watching it. I always cry in the start line when I was very young. And I always say bye to my parents. I don't know why. Throughout all of it, her family have been her loudest cheerleaders. They weren't able to be with her when she qualified for her first Olympics. But when the results came in, they screamed so loud that the neighbors actually thought someone was dying. Me and my mother was watching it live on the, on the internet. So it was very, very hard competition for her. We started shouting and raising our, my, my voice and raising my mother's voice with a very high voice that made the neighbors in the building come and ask what, what's going on. They thought that there is a problem or someone is dying because we shouted so loud as we are we're so happy that Heidi finally qualified to this competition after all of her hard work. It makes some problems for us in the building, but uh, at the end, it was it's one of the memorable and happiest moments to see Heidi qualified for her first Olympics. They started to scream when they finally saw me doing the fencing, I think. So yeah, I remember this, but uh, this is really funny because uh, this means that, that they, they, they really support me and they cheer for me from, from their hearts. When not competing, Heidi is a university student studying marketing and media at the American University of Cairo. She hopes to combine her two interests into a career in sports journalism. When we asked her if she thinks it will be challenging to work as a woman in sports journalism, she told us about her mentor and professor, Inaz Mazar, who paved the way for female sports journalists in Egypt. She's teaching uh, sports media in my university. She's a, a very famous journalist in Egypt. So I asked and she said it wasn't easy at all. She said, when I started doing this 10, 15 years ago, it was really difficult to do that as a woman. Here's Heidi's mentor, Professor Mazhar. Ines Mazhar. I'm um, a journalist, a sports journalist. I've been working in the sports journalism since 1991. Probably Heidi was not born then. Uh, but I met Heidi uh, recently, I think as of 2014, when she was still very young, a junior athlete, uh, and I was covering uh, the world championships of modern pentathlon. Professor Mazahar wanted to be an elite athlete herself, but it wasn't in the cards. I wanted to become a champion. It never happened to me. And that was, I mean, so depressing to me. But at the same time, I was so fanatic with football. My father, when he used to do the crosswords, he would come and ask me, Ines, oh, I'm stuck here. Uh, who was the, the, the player who scored the last goal in the World Cup in 1986? And I would tell him the name and he would be so stunned. She turned her passion into a career in sports journalism. But gaining the respect of her male colleagues was honestly a struggle. And everybody looked at me and said, what? You are a girl. What do you understand about sports? What are you doing here? Some people would say, go home, get married, 
they thought that I'm taking a seat that belonged to, an, to a man. I said, yes, trust me, I know sports. Every day in the press box was a battle. But then in 1993, Inas got her big break, not despite her gender, but because of it. And I used, by the way, to travel with teams like handball, football teams, all alone as a woman. In 1993, there was a delegation for the Mediterranean Games. It's a smaller version of the Olympic Games. Egypt had a delegation of 350 athletes. I was the only woman in the delegation. All of a sudden, the head of the delegation comes and says, Inas, quickly, we need you. I said, okay. So the guy started running. I started running after him. And he said, yes, we need you to walk in front of the whole delegation, behind the flag bearer. And I said, why? Imagine why. The, the, the organizers were organizing all the teams to go on parade. So they said, bring your female athletes to the front in the parade and the men would follow. So they looked and there is no female athlete representing Egypt. So I was there, okay, in the front of everybody in the team's parade. The event was broadcast live in my country. I was walking with the whole parade in the front, waving to the the stands and waving, of course, to the TV screens. And everybody in Egypt was saying, who is this girl? We know there are no uh, female athletes. You keep on and you you struggle and uh, you, you impose yourself. I did a lot of things. In, in order to make people accept me. And, and they accepted me. When Heidi speaks about Professor Mazahar, she has a huge smile on her face. Thanks to Professor Mazahar and the other women of her generation, Heidi hopefully won't face the harassment her mentor had to endure. Yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> she had been through a difficult time when she was choosing such a difficult career like this. She's a role model to me. Professor Mazahar has more jobs and titles than anyone I've ever met. One of those jobs is Professor of Sports Journalism at Heidi's University. You'll notice that Heidi calls her Dr. Enos. Something I didn't know is that in Arabic, colloquially, people use doctor and professor interchangeably when referring to university professors. So I spoke with her when I declared my major, which is uh, marketing and mass communication. The course that she's teaching is one of my major courses, so I have to take it with her. So I took it last semester with her. She's very supportive. She knows that sports is not easy. She came with me to the Olympics. As an athlete, Heidi knew that young female athletes are often ignored by the media or painted with broad and inaccurate brushstrokes. Heidi wants to change that. By learning from her own experiences and working with Enos, she sees a future for herself as an ethical journalist, telling stories accurately and giving elite female athletes the airtime they deserve. This is why I said uh, Dr. Enos is my role model, because after meeting her, after seeing her, doing her job, the, especially the, the, as a journalist, 
I said, yeah, this is this is the job that I want to be in. Even though media coverage has changed over the years, some would argue that Heidi is still not receiving the level of media attention she should. I am Mo Minguda. I am an associate professor of Middle East economics at Hancock University of Foreign Studies. I'm also an associate lecturer at Hamburg University in the program of law and economics in the Middle East. Heidi is not receiving the proper media attention in Egypt. And this is when you're talking about uh, if Heidi becomes an idol for other Egyptian, I mean, women in general, athletes in particular, she's not receiving that. I mean, actually, Egyptian female athletes are not receiving, I would say, any media attention. Nobody actually cares unless they, they have a gold medal or something, you know. It's hard for children to become someone or something that they can't see today. So for Dr. Gouda, who's also Egyptian, Heidi is setting an example he hopes his younger daughter can emulate. She's impressive, you know, by all means. And I wish my daughter, I have a four-year-old daughter, I wish my daughter <laughs> in the future she'd become, I mean, like her. She, she'll become her idol, you know, that would be great. Professor Mazahar mentioned the barriers she faced for being a trailblazer in sports journalism. So I was really curious about Heidi and her training. Were there any barriers she faced around working out, for example? I sat down with Salma El Nakash, a local Egyptian who works for the United Nations Women's flagship program, Safe Cities and Safe Public Space for Women and Girls in Egypt. It's very difficult to navigate public spaces. I, I don't want to pretend like this is it's a place where you will eat, you will get catcalled or harassed because you're working out in in a public uh, park, for example, or you're jogging and you have your headphones on and you have to make sure that you stop for no one because chances are you will either get catcalled or grabbed. And these are like, you know, these are the realities of everyday life in Egypt and it's very difficult in these terms. Haiti can probably tell you more about being in sports, but I think Using private facilities is the primary way. It's our go-to for um, working out or learning a sport. You'll probably end up at a sporting club or a private gym where you pay money because you want to make sure that you're secure. And even then, you're not 100% secure. This was helpful context because as someone who's never been to Egypt, I had no clue about what everyday life looks like for Heidi. From my perspective, Heidi's ability to overcome barriers, such as needing to work out in private facilities, makes her that much more inspiring. And I'm not alone in thinking she's a role model and leader. We spoke with somebody who thinks that Heidi is perfectly poised to take the sports journalism world by storm. I'm Kata Stevens, and I am a journalist and audio producer focusing on the intersection of sports, culture, and social change. I wrote an entire thesis on the evolution of women in sports from the broadcast booth to the field. Miss Stevens was inspired to enter sports journalism growing up watching her dad, famous sportscaster Bob Stevens. Now, Heidi's been covered by a ton of sports journalists throughout her career. And Ms. Stevens thinks that that puts her in the perfect position to enter the press box as a reporter. You know, if I had to just shoot my shot and make predictions for the future, I think what we're going to see is a lot of women who are 
on a similar path that Heidi is, have a wonderful opportunity in covering women's sports as a great entry point and covering them responsibly. And I think Heidi being a female athlete who wants to go into sports journalism is just another wonderful opportunity to shine a light on what female athletes are doing and their accomplishments. It goes both ways. You know what I mean? It benefits the world of sports journalism. It also benefits the world of women's sports. But equality isn't just about women covering women's sports. Kata hopes to see Heidi covering both men and women's sports, as Enos has successfully done over her career. I think that once there is an, a more even split of women covering men's sports as men covering women's sports, and it stops being a conversation, then yeah, it's definitely a sign that we've achieved something as far as equality. It's And, and particularly particularly young women of color, seeing them break into this industry in incredible ways that prove that women are just as good at this as men are, no matter what sport they're covering, no matter their age, no matter the color of their skin, no matter their their degrees or their experiences in sports previously. It's, it's women being given opportunities because they are trusted that they are good at their jobs. I imagine a lot of young girls look up to Heidi. I asked her if she thinks she's a role model. Some people see me as a role model, and some people know. Not all people are gonna like you, or gonna like what you're doing. So you have to accept this, this is life. I asked her brother how he views Heidi serving as a role model for girls in sports, but also journalism. I think Heidi have a, a leading personalities that uh, allow her to uh, to be a good influence for uh, another people. Next, I, I saw her on Instagram. I think she gave advices on Instagram. I see her messages. She asked me how to reply to this person or how to uh, give advice to these new kids that want to to be or taking Heidi as a role model. So. This was shocking for me as my young sister is influencing people. It was amazing for me. I was curious how things had changed over the last 10 years in Egypt. I remembered watching the news carefully during the revolution and was curious what things were like on the ground. We are the real Egyptian people. We decide our destiny. We know what we want. We know our country better. We are not waiting for anybody to come. One of the themes that kept coming through on the TV clips and the reports I read was that values were shifting. But I wasn't sure if that was actually happening. I asked Heidi. As I said, maybe how people think was different. Because as I mentioned in Dr. Ines' career, when she spoke with me, she said that it wasn't easy to start a career in in a dominant field for for men this was not acceptable i think the culture 10 years ago at the end she did what she wants but uh, it wasn't it wasn't easy at all for her 
maybe uh, everyone uh, is saying that okay men are more strong uh, men they can and because they are more strong to, so they can think more uh, critically or uh, or more uh, i don't know but but maybe maybe they 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 thought about this before that okay if if men are, are more stronger than women physically then they can do anything but it's not about this So I think now, yeah, they started to change their minds because most of the girls they are doing results now. Even the sports that are that people think they are for men. In closing, as Heidi continues in her journey, her brother Ahmed shares his endearing best wishes and sentiments to his sister. Heidi, now uh, you have a few more years in in the sport career, but what's next when you? Uh, stop going to the competitions what do you want your role to be i think how do you want to uh, to have a role in the pentathlon uh, community not just in egypt i think in the world to be a public figure as a sports girl we have a lot of athletes we have a lot of people that uh, play sports before you and after you there is a, a lot of generations but only few people will be memorable and leave a mark in uh, in their place so i think heidi is taking steps forward to uh, to be in this position thanks for tuning into flame bears the women athletes carrying tokyo's torch for more behind the scenes coverage follow us on instagram and facebook by searching for flame bears be sure to tune into the next episode where I speak with Sofia Herzog of Team USA about dwarfism and political activism. Also check out Katza Stevens' sports and culture podcast under further review. If you missed Naya's episode on redefining beauty and Black Lives Matter, go back and check it out. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe on your listening platform and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Lastly, massive thank you to teammates Michelle Poulin, Maddie Elanu, and Sarah Saad for their help. Thanks, as always, to Dino Catano for his mentorship. We'll catch you on our next episode.